0: Welcome to Season 4 of the Retail Tea Break Podcast. My name is Melissa Moore, the Retail Advisor, and each week I'll be joined by industry experts, retailers and product creators to decode the myths, share knowledge and give you an insight into the retail industry. So grab your cup of tea, sit back, relax and listen in to Season 4 of the Retail Tea Break Podcast. Today I'm joined by a guest who has over 25 years' experience, Working within the consumer goods industry. This marketeer is one of Rethink Retail's top global influencers, and her aim is to assist clients to better understand trends shaping the retail and hospitality landscape and to develop strategies by guiding consumers and shoppers on their purchase journeys. She is also author of LinkedIn Learning's first training course on retail marketing strategy. Sharon Yorel Lawler. Managing Director of Think Plan Do Consulting. Welcome to the Retail Tea Break podcast. Good morning Melissa. I am thrilled that we're finally having this conversation. I know. We've been talking about the topics that we're going to discuss today for about a year so I'm so excited that we're actually getting to have this conversation out there. And I'm intrigued to see and understand then even further down the line how it's been picked up, but also the impact, the incredible impact that what we're going to talk about is actually going to have on our retail industry. So to kick us off in the age-old fashion of the Retail Tea Brick podcast, in the time that it takes to boil a kettle, tell us a little bit about you and the business. Okay. Well, as you as you mentioned, and thank you for that lovely intro. I'm a business strategist
1: and I'm the founder of Think Plenty 2 Consulting. Um, I uh, founded about maybe it's six years at this stage and I support businesses to develop strategies that will effectively enhance their customer experience and guide today's consumers and shoppers on their purchase journeys. So I work on projects with clients and they could be suppliers, they could be agencies, they could be retailers. And it's all about helping them to understand the trends that are shaping the global retail and hospitality landscape that we live in, look at key insights relating to their businesses, and ultimately to turn insights
0: into actions. And that's it in a nutshell, kettle boiled, hopefully. I love that. That's fascinating. So it's it's incredibly personal. We often talk about personalization, I suppose for the consumer, for the customer. But actually what you do is really personal to each yeah. individual client or company that you work with. It's very bespoke.
1: Um, you know, I think if if I had a more evergreen approach, it would. I just wouldn't be me. So, you know, when I get in, when I work with businesses and for me, it's very important that people actually work with with actionable insights so you know you'll go in you'll see it all the time as well Melissa you'll go in and people will say we've loads of insights in our business and they'll hand you lots of data Um, but it's all about translating the data looking at the trends and translating that into something that can then be actioned as a result Um, and so very passionate about doing that and working with clients to make sure that ultimately you know once you've got actionable insights you will see results um, you know coming out of that so that's yeah
0: that's that's what I do. And there must be, there must be an incredible return on investment, which I suppose is still the key buzz phrase as it has been, you know, post kind of 2008, really. But it's great then, as you say, that that's long term. And I presume then as well, they can use that with their teams. Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, the first thing people will often say when you go into sort of almost to to brief people having done a deep dive on their own business is I wish we'd had more people in the room when, when, you know, when you were presenting this, or could you come back and do the exact same thing again? Because, you know, often what people will say to me is, you're not, you know, you're not presenting rocket science, but what you've done is really, really get through to actually what those key insights are. And now that we see it, and now that it's been presented in that format, we can now go and do things with it, um, and that's hugely rewarding for for me, uh, you know, as a, a strategist, because there's nothing worse than working on these things and them not going anywhere. So for me, it's always about what can you do, how can you apply it. And therefore, obviously, they're getting a return on investment, but they are they, they you know they want to work with you over and over again. So it's a it's a lovely rewarding
0: business that we're in when you can help people like that. Um, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Oh, fantastic, and I love the passion. That's certainly sure. something I, I get all the time. But do you know what? Today we're here to talk about something specific, and I know it's a real passion of yours, and it's needed within the industry. So this whole topic and I'm going to frame it with the word sustainability but I know we're going to go places with this today. Yes. Talk to us about CIRA. So S-I-R-A. Tell us all about it. Tell us how it came about and I suppose yeah tell us the impact it could have on the industry. Okay well firstly can I
1: just say that I started working on the CIRA concept almost two years ago and I have had, it has had a profound impact on me as a person, um, as a business person, as a mum of two small kids. Um, I never expected when I started this work for it to actually impact me as much as it has, but to sort of explain it, um, SURA stands for Sustainable Irish Retail Action. And it's an initiative to support the Irish retail community to take steps to become more sustainable within their businesses. And it ultimately, as we worked through it, culminated in the development of a handbook for retailers. So if I go back to the very beginning, as a business strategist, I could see a real clear disconnect between this growing desire for many consumers out there to lead more sustainable lifestyles. And you you only have to turn on the the TV or open a paper and you see that need um, and, and, and that want and that desire but there's a, there's a disconnect between that desire for people to lead lifestyles, but the ability for people to actually go out and make more sustainable purchase choices when they're shopping. And for me, if people are going to incorporate more sustainable brands and services into their purchasing patterns, then sustainable choices have to be available. They've got to be visible. They've got to be easy to find. They've got to be affordable and not just, you know, for the, for the elite they've got to be desirable so I've got to want to buy the sustainable items and and avail of the sustainable services and really it's it's that simple we've got to make it more mainstream and for me the retailer has a huge role to play in facilitating this they're the gatekeeper in effect to unlocking more sustainable options to to consumers and to shoppers uh, out there so what I wanted to do was to develop a guide to help. So, you know, my feeling was, well, how do retailers go about this? Mm. Um, They need support, they're busy people. Um, There's been a lot going on with pandemic and energy crisis and staff shortages and supply chain shortages. So, you know, retailers are busy and I wanted to try and develop a guide to help those retailers take really practical steps to make their businesses more sustainable. And I got talking about the challenge. I, You know, I, I've, I was daunted by the idea of doing this, but I felt I wanted to do it. And I got talking to a, an ex-colleague of mine, Claire Cogan. I, I literally invited her over for a cup of tea. The, the great things happen over cups of tea, Melissa. <laughs> um, but basically, you know, Claire and I got chatting and I said, this is something I feel I really want to do for the industry. And Claire is a behavioral scientist. And she said, you know, well, changing behaviors is going to be such a key and component part of this as well. I'm I'm in you know to work with wow. you on this if you if you want to and so together we sat down and we co-wrote the SIRA the Sustainable Irish Retail Action Handbook um, and we were very lucky because we worked in partnership when when we set ourselves up to do this we then approached Retail Excellence Ireland and Champion Green and with their support as sort of platforms and with the support of our sponsors and we were again very fortunate we we got sponsorship through AIB through Vodafone Super Value. And our fourth sponsor was actually the creator of the guide, Tap Creative, who are a retail design and innovation agency. So they were absolutely perfectly set to support us on that. And we, in effect, pulled together, it was six months of work, but we launched the Sustainable Irish Retail Action e Guide. And that guide is now available for anybody in the industry to go onto Retail Excellence Ireland's website and to download for free. With all those, that culmination of those months and months and months worth worth of work done to make it easier uh, and to facilitate it for the the retail community in Ireland and beyond. Um, but it it was specifically written for for the Irish retail community.
0: That's that is amazing, and you know what needed. I'm going to say it out, and I'm going to say it as is. Even when we spoke last year, just before it was yeah. released, really needed within the industry because, as you say. When you said to me last year that retailers are that gateway, they're almost the educators here. Consumers cannot buy the more sustainable, whether it's clothing, cleaning equipment, whatever it might be. They can't buy it if we're not offering it and therefore we don't truly understand and believe what we're selling. Um, it all stops. It all really stops. Yeah. And actually, then you may as well go and buy what you like, buy from abroad, buy the nasty chemicals or whatever it might be. The retailers need to get it. They need to understand it. Their people need to be educated. So for you to pull all of this together and do you know what? Do the work that was needed, because as yeah. you said, retailers are really busy, Um, is phenomenal. But- I will try, Melissa, it was very hard. <laughs> I can imagine. I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It
1: was probably one of the most difficult projects that I have worked on in a very long career with the sense of achievement with it um, and that feeling that there is a support there. Because originally, just to say, my my plan originally and our plan originally was to take it from some some other market where it had been done and to replicate it for the Irish retail sector. Unfortunately, when we went researching, we couldn't find a guide like this. A very practical And we couldn't find anything that that existed elsewhere that we could lift and shift. So we created it, yeah.
0: I think that makes it even more special though, doesn't it? It is specific to the Irish market right now. But with that, and as you said, you've pulled all this research together, all this data, all the conversations. The booklet, as we've said, is absolutely free and you can download it now. And actually what I might do is we'll put a link into the show notes as well to make it even easier. Mm -hmm. But realistically, because you did so much work with Claire, It is huge. Huge. And I know, again, we've spoken about this. It's huge in a good way because it is so comprehensive. But as you alluded to, look, retailers are busy. Some of them are busy because they can't have the staff to man the shops. Some of them are busy literally trying to keep the lights on at the moment. So taking this enormous booklet, which I'm not knocking because it's an incredible source, where on earth should, and I know they're listening right now, people going, I haven't got time to read that. Where should they start? Okay, um, well, the first thing to say is sustainability is a big topic, but what
1: I'm going to say um, is that while the guide itself might look big, it is set up and structured to be super easy to read. Fantastic. and I really mean that. And to be fair to Tap creative, we when we first started to talk to them about that, that was a really important key component of creating this guide because we knew it was going to have to be big because it is such a big topic but it had to be practical. It had to be easy to read um, and easy to follow. And so in fact, you know, in simple terms, we've set it out in sections. And right. if you knew nothing about sustainability, you start at the very beginning. The first six sections are all about educating retailers on different aspects of sustainability. So what sustainability actually is, why sustainability is important within retail, what we mean by things like circular economy um we've a whole section on climate jargon and demystifying some of the climate jargon that can frighten the hell out of people when you hear certain phrases so those if you know nothing at all you start at the beginning and yeah. you d- You sort of literally dip in and out and say, I'd like to learn a little bit more. And they're all short. So, you know, they're not very long um, sections, each of
0: them in their individual areas. So you might say, I want to learn a little bit more just to begin with what sustainability is. And That's really interesting to even bring back what you said at the beginning, that you as a mother, you want to be more sustainable at home. And you've said that to me before. Yeah, actually. And I know research tells us this, that some of us will go, yeah, I understand sustainability. I want to be eco-friendly we've no idea what that actually means. Whereas, as you said, the beginning of this, goes through it all. It literally will teach you. So you could teach your family, your friends, you can have those conversations, but actually it really makes you understand what you're meant to know or what you kind of say you already do. Yeah, exactly. And, and to be fair, you know, what I would say is it, it is a daunting
1: topic for many. So, being able to actually go in and see some of these things explained in a very simple language. Right. It, you know, it's, it's not done in a very, you know, again, rocket science orientated fashion. It is, it is written in retailer speak to understand. Um, and so those first six sections, they're a great starting point for anybody just to learn. And you may, you know, you may never work in retail, but you'd actually find them really interesting. And that's what other people have, uh, have said to us. Then we have a section. Section seven is literally all about navigating the supports that are out there and available for retailers to actually go to and help them on their journey. Now, again, Melissa, I won't lie. This section took us months to put together because when we went looking ourselves, when we said, right, if I was a retailer now, I want to make, you know, make changes. I want to do things. I want to look at energy efficiency. I want to look at my waste. We, we struggle to figure out well where do I go to for this and where do I go to for that and I might go onto a website but how do I actually get to the thing I'm looking for. So we've made the and the whole um, guide I should say is very interactive so it's an interactive PDF it's got live hyperlinks, but when you go into that navigation section every single thing that you navigate on. Has a, has a link right through to the website or to the page on the website relevant to it. So we wanted to speed things up for, for retailers and for the audience and the reader in order to make it easier for them to say, right, I want to go specifically to that section that's going to help me, you know, for example, the, the, SC, the Sustainable Energy Authority of Ireland have an amazing energy academy, which most people won't know about. So if you want to understand more about energy efficiency, you know, starting point there might be the Energy Academy, but this will literally, you know, direct link you through to it. Um, And so there's lots of stuff in in those pages to make it really easy for retailers when they're at that point ready to actually then, um, you know, to navigate through. And then the the last section, which is a big section, um, Section 8, is all about our 10 pillars of retail sustainability. So As we we did a lot of interviews, we went out, we interviewed the retail community um, with a a survey, and then we did a lot of one-to-one interviews. And what we found as we were doing that was that the same topics were being brought up time and time again. And we turned those particular um, key areas or topics into pillars of retail sustainability. And we've created 10 of them. And each and every one of the 10 pillars, which are important to retail, to any retailer who's going to look at Um, sort of making their business sustainability each pillar contains um, context to why the pillar is important for retail it then has a a variety of case studies and then it will finish with tips and hints on each and every single one of those retail pillars so in total we've over 20 case studies from within the Irish retail community so people in Ireland who have gone on the journey already who've given us our case studies related back to each of the 10 pillars and, um, and they're all there laid out in very, very easy to read format. So my advice is if you're starting from scratch, go to section one. If you feel more comfortable, you may want to go to the 10 retail pillars. And there's things like design, build and retrofit, lighting, heating and cooling. So the first couple of pillars are very within the retail environment itself. Then there's pillars on products and services, on waste and recycling, on supply chain, Um, And then the last two pillars in there are actually more fundamental foundational pillars, so things like supporting Irish local and community and people and practices, because you cannot as a business owner or manager or whatever listening today, you cannot do it yourself. So you may decide, yes, I want to do this, but you've got to work with people within your business and bring that learning and the understanding and the practices through. And so there's an entire pillar on that and then how businesses have approached that um, from their own perspective. So 10 pillars there, as I said, big document, but go in and out, dip in and out. And that's exactly how it was meant to be read. And that is how it's been designed and set up in very easy to follow fashion.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. That that's brilliant because at least then everyone listening, and I again I'm gonna keep saying this, I would urge you download it today, have it there, and then as you know, as Sharon said there, start at the beginning if you need to or jump in. I think as an outsider reading it, I think there's you know, there's case studies there from everyone. You're gonna read a case study and you'll be like, God, they're like me, or they started off like me, they have a similar business to me, or maybe they're in the same area. You'll absolutely have a connection with many of the retailers in the case studies. Yes. Uh, And look, I mean, I think one of the
1: things that really interested me as we went to talk to some of the retailers to say, we'd like you to, um, you know, to sit in a particular, we'd like to get a case study from you. We'd like you to um, to participate. And retailers said, oh, God, I mean, I haven't started my sustainability journey yet. You know, I don't have solar panels on, you know, on the roof. And I'd say, but, you know, talk to me about what you're doing in the community. Talk to me what you're doing with, you know, with people in the community. Talk to me how you're supporting, you know, Irish businesses, Irish suppliers, Irish brands. And then they'd light up and they talk about various things they're doing. And I'd say, you know, this is part of what sustainability is all about. It is about the planet, but it is also about people and it's about prosperity. And I think people tend to default... Quite often to the environmental element, and obviously for obvious and important reasons, but they tend to forget the real importance of the social element um, and of the economic element to that. And so we've got such a lovely mix of case studies in there from businesses in under each of those those um, retail pillars. And again, we we couldn't find that anywhere else. We couldn't find that in other markets where case studies had been brought together at that level, um, you know, to 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 show and to inspire. Because I always think it's easier when you see, you know, it's been done by somebody else and how they've done it. Um, you know, and people talked about the ups and downs, but also ultimately every single one of those case studies is really inspirational.
0: Oh, and they are, they really, really are. So for retailers listening then that might have a sustainability strategy or that they say that sustainability, sustainability it's a big word, is one of their values, how can CIRA help them? Well, I suppose, as I said, it, it's four things. It's going to help them from
1: the perspective of providing education yeah it's going to provide an inf- inspiration um it will provide support and it will also help with organization um you know one of the first things that we say to businesses when you go into the navigational section one of the first things we say is set up a we call them a green team but really they're your sustainability oh, yeah. champions within your business and get that team working with you and for you um in order to actually drive this sustainability agenda And so there's lots of really good and helpful sort of hints and tips within that to help get people started. Now, I'd also say, you know, that the case studies are from so many different um, businesses that they're a real source of inspiration. So there's 24 in all. And the, there's such a mix of businesses. Um, you know, there's, there's one one of my favorite is a, a beautiful business down in Cork called the Cork Flower Studio. And you say, God, like well, my business is very different to a florist. This is a florist and they have an amazing um, coffee business, takeaway coffee business as well. But I guarantee you, you will read that. Um, case study on what Justine and the team have done down in the Cork Flower Studio and their approach to community retailing, you know, to working with other retailers. On their road and in their community to say we've got extra boxes here that we don't need we get you know stuff comes in in lots of boxes but we actually flatten the boxes take them across the road to the retailer across the road because that particular retailer has expanded their online business and they're now you know need boxes to actually then go and deliver out to their customers so there's so many lovely stories of things that people have done and i think they'll provoke a little bit of inspiration Um, The other thing I'd say is that sustainability is all about creating habits, you know, and so there's lots of stuff in there that prompts you to maybe say, get the sales assistants who, you know, are always asking the shopper if they need a receipt, Um, you know, make sure you're that, 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 that business that gets everybody to do that. That's looking at turning off your lights at night. That's reminding shoppers when they come in, if they're buying something, you know, now that comes in a refillable option. And next time you come in, we stop the refillable option. So make sure you're, you know, you're going to, to buy the refillable there. So there's lots of really good things, I think that that people will get out of it. But it starts with education. There's lots of inspiration, loads of support,
0: and it will help you get organized. And it also sounds incredibly simple simple in the respect that this is doable getting to someone you know getting getting a staff member to say would you like a receipt as opposed to just automatically ripping it off and either th- shoving it in the bag or binning it which again is is such a huge waste when it's multiplied out of the like the 362 days a year a shop might be open 100 so simple so simple and again i think sometimes and as you rightly said right at the beginning with your work When we think strategy, we're sometimes so highbrow or so far removed from the actual day to day necessities and standards in our stores that we just we don't put the two of them together. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and look, I mean, the the other thing I'd say that when people then start working through how the initiatives that they're going to implement um, within their businesses to make the business more strategic, you've got to think that it's progress over perfection. Yeah, uh, you know, to, to sort of to quote Winston Churchill, you you are not if you start waiting until you have everything absolutely perfect before you start implementing things, you'll be left waiting. And there is no business, it's not a single business that I've interviewed over the course of two years of working on this that is perfect at sustainability, not one. Um, But there are there are just people on different levels of, on the path on that journey. Um, and what I'd say is just get on the path and start the journey. Um, you know, while not expecting perfection as as you as you do that, um, but but get on the road because there are plenty of others on that road, and you certainly don't want to be left behind and to be the retailer that's not sitting on the road or sitting at the very
0: very back of of that journey. And also, I think that ties in then with the fact that. As you said, retailers need to get on the road for themselves because the competition might be doing it and they don't want to be left behind. Yes. But also, look, consumers are so much savvier now than they were. This idea of the conscious consumer is so important. Most of the customers out there now are have that expectation. they like that. You'd be asked if you'd like to have a printed receipt. They want to see what you're doing, whether that's in the community, you know, via social media or via the local news or whatever it might be, there is an expectation out there. Yes. How do you think this is all working then? We're obviously working a lot with the retailers here. What are you hearing and seeing them from consumers? Well, the one thing I'd say is that it became very
1: apparent over the course of doing our research that while there's a lot of goodwill amongst the retail community to become more sustainable. So when we asked retailers on a scale of one to 10, motivation levels were at an eight, Wow, Which is really, really high. Um, but what I say is, despite the high levels of motivation, there was less understanding about how to go about making businesses more sustainable. And I think the same can be said with consumers. So when it comes to, to knowledge and understanding, if you're a consumer and um, let's say you're presented with two types of coffee and one is more expensive than the other, you have to help that consumer understand why the more expensive, maybe organic fair trade coffee is more expensive than the you know, the non-organic or non-fair trade equivalent. Or same in fashion with maybe a sustainable organic cotton versus other synthetic alternatives. If we simply just place sustainable products out there, and often, not, not all the time, but quite often, they may be more expensive for, for good reason than the less sustainable options. And we just expect consumers to get it yeah. and to pay for it and to do it we'll be at a loss, you know, we, we we won't pull everybody into that. So I think there's a big job to be done to educate and to support the shopper and the consumer to understand sustainable options um, and what they mean. And actually, in many instances, when it comes to things like rentals, um, you know, and rental fashion, that's actually the opposite of being more expensive. You can, you know, but, but many consumers don't necessarily understand that or they may fear it or maybe buying you know secondhand where there's a fear oh you know am I going to like this or is this going to be an awful experience so we've a job to do I think as a retail community with a whole level of education to be tackled in order to support consumers and shoppers but we can't expect the retail community to give this education if they themselves don't understand the differences. And that's why I'd say to any retailer, work with your suppliers, understand the products and the services that you're you know that 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 you're working with and that you are ultimately looking for the cons- the, the, the shopper and the consumer to then make choices around as well and have been more informed and, and being more educated about this is really it's it's I say a time to time, it's the key to unlocking this within it within our retail sector
0: it's so true and like that I think the key is empowerment like you've gone out you've written this incredible booklet um that's so well organized if you said it's easy to break down that's hopefully then going to empower the retailer who in turn then needs to empower their teams their colleagues their senior management team and we know yeah. plenty of them listen but you have to take action and like that then then the people on the ground those frontline retail workers or even the people writing the copy for your websites they need to be empowered then to really pass on the message to help educate our consumers And no doubt now over the next few years we will really start to reap the rewards. Yes. Yes, absolutely.
1: Um, I mean, again, it is a journey, but Mm. I think it's a journey that, as I say, it's not going anywhere. You know, the the climate crisis that we face, which the more I understand it, the more it, it frightens me. It frightens me for my children. It frightens me for their children. Um, and I think that we've we've really got to embrace it, how people will shop going forward will have to change um, because they, there's there's too much invested if we don't actually change many of our behaviors and some of those changes will become they will be enforced on people, you know legislation is continuously coming down the line. Um, and I think that that's something that 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 retailers really need to understand as well get ahead of the curve because this is happening. So be proactive rather than reactive about it, because ultimately what you're doing as a result is you're helping to future-proof your business.
0: And I think that's such a key here. It really is, you know, get on board before, and it will be too late, as you said, whether legislation comes in and they force your hand, or whether, do you know what, the competition gets way out there in front of you. At the end of the day, it's going to impact your business. It's going to impact your bottom line. Nobody wants that. So As you said, we've got the whole people agenda here about educating and upskilling our people. We have this planet, you know, key, key anchor here with sustainability and the environment. But at the end of the day, it will support your business, as you said, for now and for the long term by getting involved. So again, and I'm going to keep saying it, download that CIRA booklet today. Um, it's definitely going to go into the the show notes, and I'm sure as well we'll share everything else, Sharon. But final question, and I'm so excited to ask this: What's coming up for you over the next few months? Oh my god,
1: lots of great stuff! Well, firstly, when it comes to the thorough guide, um, we are actually in the next couple of weeks, starting on the next instalment of the thorough guide. So. We will be conducting a new retailer survey within the Irish community. So going out to um, retail owners, directors, managers to get, again, a sense of how they're feeling about this now, because this is, you know, one year on um, and it's post, you know, Ukraine and energy crisis and and all of that. So we want to get that that really up to date gauge. Um, We will have lots of new case studies. Um, So very interested to incorporate new case studies. New updates on legislation and actually some new sections um, within the, the guide as well. So that's the first piece. Um, The second thing, which I'm super excited about, I am collaborating with Pat Kane. So anyone who doesn't know Pat Kane, she is an award-winning author, um, sustainability strategist, and she's the founder of Reusie. So she herself is a retailer. We're collaborating on an initiative called Good, Better, Best. And together we're working with clients in retail and hospitality who who, who need support to sort of develop business strategies that have more sustainable thinking ingrained. So I would always say, do not... Look at yourself and say, I've got a business strategy that sits on the left hand side of the page and I have a sustainability strategy that sits on the right hand side. Or I have a strategy with five pillars. Sustainability is the fifth pillar over there, you know, gaining some dust. And in the meantime, the other pillars are all sort of doing their own thing. Sustainable thinking should be embedded in every pillar of your business strategy and of your plans for growth. Um, And I think that's really, really important. Um, And finally, and this one I'm so excited about. We are launching a sustainable shopper safari.
0: Um, I wish I had a big trumpet of tada here because this sounds amazing, oh, amazing. Yeah,
1: and and the whole idea with this is that again, using our combined skills, Pat and I are. are it's a, it's a retail safari with a difference. So from the minute people join this safari, and you will be asked to bring a keep cup, a water bottle, and a container on uh, the day, yeah, um, and so from the minute you get to we' be, we' were giving people sort of instructions on where to start off, and then they'll come. We're going to have a session with them where we immerse them in the mindset of the conscious shopper. So we're going to present them on key sustainable trends that are helping shape the retail and the hospitality landscape globally and in, in Ireland. and then um the group will be taken on a shopper journey to different sustainable touch points in Dublin's city centre. So lots of different um, touch points along the way. Some which I think will be surprising um, to, to people. There's lots of tasks um, and group things that we we'll get people to do. And a, a lot, as we go to different points along the way, the group will actually get to meet with some of the retailers and the brands that are making a huge difference and creating change when it comes to sustainable retailing. Fantastic. It's, it's super. It's really, really. So from start to finish, you are literally immersed in the mindset of that conscious shopper.
0: How exciting and how needed. Goodness me, that sounds fantastic. And again, such an interesting safari to go on, not just as an owner, but, you know, a marketer, anyone within the business, bring a couple of your team, I'm thinking. What an incredible way to kind of empower your team to send them on such an exciting adventure. It's a super day, and I have to say, to be fair as well, to all of the retailers that we
1: approached to go on the, uh, on to be part of the stops on the journey, they were so excited, um, you know, they felt honored to, to be included, but actually, many of them said, well, let us be there, you know, when, when we actually, when the group comes around, let us chat to them. And a number of them are bringing in some brand owners to actually come and chat to the group as well. So it's very different, very interactive, very real. Um, you know, you'll see it out and, and the work has been done for you to actually bring you to these points
0: um, and show people sustainable retailing at its best. Oh, it's brilliant. What an incredible opportunity. So yes, again, I'd urge you download the booklet and then book a safari because there's no better way to get started on your sustainable journey than, than to go along. How exciting. Yeah. So just to say, in terms of booking, um, that can be booked through Eventbrite. This fantastic. And actually I will we'll pop the link to that as well in the show notes. No Thank excuses, you. absolutely no excuses. no excuses to get yep. involved. So if you've enjoyed today's podcast episode, please, please like and share it because this is such an important one. Connect with myself and Sharon on LinkedIn or follow Think Plan Do Consulting and the Retail Advisor across social media. Um, And as I said, I'll pop all those different social, uh, those website links into the show notes as well for you. And remember, you can listen back to past Retail Tea Break episodes on your favourite podcast platform or on YouTube. Well, Sharon I'm delighted it's taken us a year to do this thank you thank you so, so, much so much for having me thank you not so much. not at all what an incredible and an important conversation and one I'm sure I'm sure we'll come back to very soon brilliant thank you